0: We've been sharing messages the last few weeks, messages from the cross, the last words of Jesus Christ. Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Today, I will meet with you in paradise. It is finished. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. I've got good news for you today. He kept speaking. Because the funeral was canceled, he arose from the grave and there in your Bible, you will see again, if you keep reading the story of God's love, he speaks again, words written in red. And so I bring you to first words this morning, the words from the resurrection, the words from the the empty tomb. If you have your Bibles, you can open to John's Gospel, chapter 20. It's good news that he's still speaking this morning. The context, the background to that, it was early in the morning before daybreak. Mary Magdalene, other women had made their way to the garden tomb to prepare, continue preparing his body for burial. They see the stone is rolled away and and Mary Magdalene turns and runs back to get his disciples. She gets Peter and John. They run to the tomb. And then the Scripture says they went back to their homes. And this is where we'll pick up the reading in verse 11. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they've taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she said this, she turned and she saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Jesus, supposing she, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him. Jesus said to her. Mary. Mary. She turned to him and said, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. What a report, huh? And that he had spoken these things to her. That same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. I want you to hear this message from the word of God this morning. Fear not. Jesus said, because I live, you can live also. He invites us into his family and he shows us how to live now. And for all of eternity. That's good news this morning. It's pretty incredible who Jesus speaks to first. He honors Mary Magdalene. This is a lady that he had done an incredible work in her life. Scripture tells us that he had cast seven demons out of her. Seven evil spirits out of Mary Magdalene. I've been blessed to travel to Israel. And while we were on the bus curving around the Sea of Galilee. We had gone through the city of Tiberias, and then there was the town of Magdala. And they said, that's where Mary was from. Maybe from a, play of a family of wealth, a fishing town. Perhaps she even helped finance the ministry of Jesus. But Jesus had done an incredible work in her life. He had delivered her. And here, the first of over ten appearances, at least ten appearances to His disciples. it would be... Some later that evening, as we read about, there would be a time when he would appear to over 500. But the first one is to Mary Magdalene. Why is that? She wasn't thinking that morning that Jesus was there. Perhaps her eyes were blurry. She wasn't thinking that he was alive. She just wanted to know where they had put his body. And he speaks to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? It doesn't connect with her. She's thinking, and gardener is expected to be there. He's the gardener. Sir, just tell me where you put him, and I'll go take care of his body. And Then Jesus says, Mary. He speaks her name. And she turns and says, Rabboni, teacher, master. When she, when Jesus said her name, she knew His voice. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep know My voice. They hear My voice. I know them. And they follow Me. John, the Revelator, when he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, in Revelation chapter 1, he says... As he has this phenomenal visitation from God, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. Like Mary, when he he heard that voice, he recognized it as the voice of Jesus. That's why he wrote, I turned to see the voice. I turned to connect the face with the voice that I know. Mary knew his voice. John knew his voice. And even though he was physically different, his appearance was different. John has a beautiful description of him. And yet, his voice was the same. They knew his voice. We can't see a voice. John recognized the sound of his voice. Mary recognized that voice. And what did she call him? Rabboni, teacher. Nicodemus, teacher of the law, came to Jesus in John chapter 3 and he says, Rabbi, teacher, we know that you're come from God. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. And Jesus responded to Nicodemus and he tells us today, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Can I tell you on the authority of Word of God, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. This is the first appearance. Who does He appear to? I would submit to you this morning that Jesus appeared to the most teachable person on the earth. Jesus appeared to... She, say, she said, had said earlier, where they laid my Lord... But here, when she recognizes his voice and he has said her name, she responds, Teacher. Jesus chose to to appear to one who was teachable. Now that's not what you and I would have done necessarily. If if we were the resurrected Lord, I I probably would have uh, we might have chosen to appear to Caiaphas. We might have wanted to go, gone to the high priest, the, the teacher of the law. And say, you know that illegal trial y'all had the other night? Well, I am who I said. Here I am. That might be what I would have chosen to do. But not Jesus. He didn't have to do that. Jesus chose to go to Mary Magdalene. He chose this precious woman who had delivered seven evil spirits out of. And he, called, he chose to speak her name in that garden. Many people want to call him Lord, but few want to call him teacher. See, many people want their get out of jail card. They want their get out of hell ticket. They want to punch their ticket to heaven. But few people will pause long enough to call him teacher and say, Lord, I give my life to you and I will follow you. The two thieves on the cross. They both wanted to be saved. The one thief cried out in arrogance, Hey, save us and save yourself if you are who you say you are. But the other thief said, Hey, man, chill out. And He spoke humbly to Jesus and said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Only 50% were saved. See, the humble, the teachable was the one who could receive the Lord Jesus. Jesus won the victory. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is what distinguishes our faith from all other religions. Others have died, but none have risen again. No religious leader, ranging from Muhammad, the founder of Islam, to Buddha, to Hindu and others, ever died and rose again. But Jesus even had the ability to predict his death and resurrection. He told his disciples in Matthew 16... He began to explain his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and teachers of the law, the religious people. He must be killed and on the third day he would be raised to life. Old Testament prophets predicted his birth and death. All of those predictions came to pass. Jesus rose from the dead and destroyed the grave. He destroyed death. He conquered it and set humanity free. It's the greatest story ever told. I want you to be convinced of that today. There are voices out there in the world that would have Christianity just morph into another buff, religion on the buffet of what do you want to believe? Even in our own country, the the rise of those that, that have no belief at all is on the rise. And so I believe the Spirit of God wants us on this resurrection day to be convinced to know. I sang it at Oceans this morning. You ask me how I know He lives? He lives within my heart. The best testimony is a changed life of what Jesus has done in your life, in my life. Did Jesus rise from the grave? Since the day Jesus rose from the dead, people have tried to deny the reality. Because in Romans 1, 4, a genuine resurrection proves his deity. Christian needs to be fully persuaded this day that the resurrection was a real event. You must be able to defend it because salvation depends on it. He said it in Romans 10, 9. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's good news today. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all astray. But because he went to the cross, died and rose again, if you will believe that, You will be saved. But then the invitation is to to follow him. Check out this invitation. Everything changes at the cross and the empty tomb. It appears Mary Magdalene that morning reaches out to touch him. And and maybe she grabbed his feet. and, And he said, don't touch me. Don't cling to me. I've got something for you to do. I need you to go tell my disciples. Some have called her an apostle to the apostles. I think Jesus is so awesome. He, He values women. He values every life. And so He chooses Mary Magdalene, who He had done this incredible work in her life. He says, go tell, go tell my brethren. Now look, that's a word of grace right there this morning. Go tell my disciples. Go tell this band of brothers that had bailed on me just a few nights ago. Go tell Peter. Peter who had denied me. Three times? Yes! Go tell my brethren. I'm going to the Father, my Father, and your Father. That's good news this morning. Because now you and I have access. Because what Jesus has done in our life, we have access. My God, he says, and your God. Thank you, Lord. In the Good that Jesus is highly relational. He says her name, Mary. If you read a few verses later, after that first appearance to the disciples, there is one that wasn't there. Thomas wasn't there. So Jesus makes another appearance eight days later. And he says, he uses his name. Thomas, put, put your hands here. Thomas had said, even though I'm not going to believe unless I put my hand. But when he saw the Lord, when he heard his voice, he believed. Mary, Thomas, John knew his voice. Can I ask you this morning, do you know his voice? Now our relationship with God is available to the apostles and all who would call on his name. Today we rejoice that Jesus is alive. Because of what he did for us at the cross, we all have access to the Father That was the purpose of the cross, to redeem mankind and put us back in relationship with God. Can I tell you this morning, Jesus paid it all. He finished the work of redemption so that you and I can have a right relationship with God by accepting the work of the cross by faith. Sin separated us from God. We could not bridge that gap. But Jesus died on the cross giving us access. And if you and I, dear friend today, dear friend today, if you will accept this, that Jesus went to the cross for you, died for your sins... Rose from the grave. You too can be saved. You and I can spend eternity together. I thank God for the good news. I had the privilege this morning to go to oceans and and declare the word of God. And three people on the adult side said, I want Jesus to change my life. I want Jesus to transform my life. There was a young lady. Yeah, give God praise this morning for, for people believing this message. There was a young girl there by the name of Rachel. And and she did not believe. She came in. She stood at the door and she said, I'm really not a religious person, but can I come in? And I said, yes. And I so wanted her to give her heart. But I trust that the seed of the gospel was planted in her heart. And I need some intercessors to pray for Rachel today. That God would open her mind. That she too would come to faith in Jesus Christ. And the finished work of the cross. He beat death. He beat the grave. John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, don't be afraid. He said that a few times this morning, right? Peace be to you. Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. <laughs> I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus, and given his last words to his disciples and John chapter 14, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, listen to this promise. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. Underline this. Take it to the bank today. Because I live, you will live also. And in that day, you will know that I am in my Father. And you in me and I in you. Now, if you and I were Mary Magdalene, if we were the disciple that morning, we would feel a little frustrated. I mean, Jesus, just a few nights before, had said this word, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans. You know what that word orphans means. It means one that's been deserted by by parents or, or left alone, abandoned. But in New Testament times, it was also used to describe students who had been abandoned by their teacher. Students relying on a teacher to teach them, to guide them, to prepare them for life. But once the teacher abandoned them, they felt deserted. They felt forsaken, discarded, thrown away. Gives this picture of the younger, less educated, less knowledgeable, people feeling deserted by those they trusted and looked to for guidance. Jesus was a spiritual father to his disciples. He knew they were completely reliant on Him. They couldn't make it in their own world without Him. And that's why He promised to them, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm going to send another Helper. You hear the Word of God this morning. Can you hear the Holy Spirit saying, You can't make it in, your own, in, in this world either on your own. You don't have to because Jesus didn't abandon you. He didn't desert you. Jesus didn't walk out on you. He didn't throw you away. When he ascended to the Father, he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he will be in you and he will dwell in you and he will help you. He will be your teacher and he will guide you into all truth. My question this morning is, are you willing to be taught? (laughs) Are you teachable? Can you have that same spirit of Mary Magdalene where she cries out, teacher? As I thought about this message, one morning the Lord woke me up and, and the first thought I had was, Nouvelle is Mary Magdalene. We were broken. We, These evil spirits, we, we, were, we were lost and without God. And yet He radically transformed our lives. Sure, we come from different backgrounds. But I thank God for the beautiful mosaic that He has changed our lives. And we are a testimony of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. But can we be like Mary this morning and say, Teacher, I need you. I cannot make it in my own life. I cannot do it in my own. Teacher. How teachable are you? And reminded me of James one twenty one. Understand this, my brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth. This is good word this morning. Get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. If you've heard me teach on James before, this word, receive with meekness, it's pautes in the Greek. It's a powerful word. We really Really don't have an English equivalent for it. It's it basically comes down to receive with with a teachable spirit. Meekness, gentleness, humility. Receive with a teachable spirit the implanted word of God which is able to save your souls. I can tell you this morning, I thought, well Lord I'm teaching and, and I was like well wait, wait a minute son I got a lot to learn. Lord help me be more teachable. I believe right in the garden tomb this morning where the tomb is empty, why did she... She chose the word Rabboni. She chose the word teacher. I want to give you the resurrected Lord today. Say in your name, Tori. Say in Carmen. Say in Dale. Say in Con. Say in your name. Can you hear Him call in your name? A very personal God. And then respond with... Teacher, Lord, teach me your ways. Show me your way. Let your Holy Spirit guide me into all truth. Are you teachable this morning? And then we find that Mary was on assignment. She was on assignment. Jesus sent her to tell his disciples a specific message. The relationship was changing. The previous fellowship of sight, sound, and touch no longer existed. He gave her an assignment to go tell my disciples. Now, later that day, he would appear to Simon Peter. He would appear to Cleophas and his companion as they traveled to Emmaus. He would come back around probably eight o'clock at night and reveal himself behind closed doors to his disciples who were there in fear. And he said to them, peace be still. But the first he came to Mary and he sent her on an assignment. He said, would you please carry out this task? Luke twelve thirty-two. Fear not, little flock. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you, to give you, you this morning, the keys to the kingdom. Jesus, when He was getting ready to ascend back, He said, all authority is given to me. And He says, go and make disciples. There's that word go again. Go, make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them. There's that word teaching again. Teaching. 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 To obey everything I have commanded you. This morning on this Resurrection Sunday. Could you open up your heart to say, Lord, teach me. Rabboni. Master. I believe the Lord is responding to... Those who He's radically transformed. Thank you, Lord, that we were like Mary. Such were some of you, but He radically transformed our life. He has delivered us from evil spirits. He tells us, go tell my brethren. Go tell my disciples. Go tell. Go and make disciples. He's got a mission and an assignment for every one of us here. There's design and purpose on your life. We're going to share the Lord's Supper in just a moment. But before we do, I just want you to open up your hearts. I want to pray with you this morning. Two different kinds of prayers. One prayer is going to be a sinner's prayer. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, today, what a beautiful day to give your heart to Jesus. What, on Resurrection Day, when, when Christians around this globe are, are celebrating the resurrection from the dead, that you can say, I too can live. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sin to you. I ask you to come into my heart and make all things new. I confess my sins to you. I believe you are who you say you are. And I understand this morning you may not understand everything. But it's simple faith, childlike faith. It says, Jesus, I want your presence. I want your power. I believe that you rose from the dead and that you want to give me life. A simple prayer like that. And you are my brother and sister as you receive Jesus into your heart. This can be the day. This can be the day. Heads bowed. and eyes closed. If there's somebody say, Pastor, that's my prayer. I just prayed that prayer with you. Would you just lift your hand up? God bless you. God bless you. New life in Christ. New life in Christ. Thank you, Lord. There's another prayer of dedication I want to pray. I suspect that many of you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, but but the Holy Spirit, as I've declared the word this morning has said, son, daughter, I, I, I'd like to draw a little closer. I'd like a more intimate relationship with you. I'd like for you to hear my voice more clearly. And you just want to say, Pastor, I, that's me this morning. I, it's okay. Just raise your hand and say, Lord, I want to draw close to you. I want to be more teachable. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Can we just pray this prayer of faith? Lord, your spirit is here, and you've you've said our name this morning. We know your voice. We say, Teacher, Rabona, I master. I want to walk in your ways. I by faith today I choose to believe you. I choose to follow you. And Lord, I pray a prayer of faith, of commissioning. We'll go different ways today, but I'm believing you're sending us back into the harvest field. You're sending us back into our family circles, maybe even fellowshipping with them today. Let there be redemptive conversations. God, let it not be just about the weather or the mud bugs or the cake, Lord, but let it be about Jesus and the resurrection. Let our conversations, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our Redeemer. Give us redemptive conversations today. Send us out back into your harvest field to tell others the good news of the gospel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to share the Lord's Supper. Brother Marvin, Tori, Brad, come and assist me this morning. This is open communion. You do not have to participate, but we're welcoming all to participate. I'll ask you to form two lines. Come to the middle aisles. Be served the bread and the juice. Go back to your seats and be seated. And after everybody's been served, then we'll eat and drink together. Come to his table. This feast is for his disciples. Stand with me this morning and you can come and make two lines. God bless you. He delivers us from our sin, from the past, sets us free to live the victorious life. Thank you, Jesus. We gather at this, your table. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who was by your Spirit was anointed to preach good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Christ healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He ate with sinners and established the new covenant for forgiveness of sins. We live in the hope of his coming again. The night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, when supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks. He gave it to his disciples and said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, we come to your table. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for your body. Lord, we thank you for... Just, I, I thank you for taking my place. We pause to glorify you and honor you. Never, let it never get old to us, God, the, the wonder of it all. The glorious truth that you set the captives free. And Lord, we believe you've done that even this morning and today. So take the bread, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for you. Preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Take and eat this in remembrance that Christ died for you. Let's eat together. Thank you, Lord. Take the cup. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ died for you and be thankful. Let's drink together. Amen. In a moment, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. But that last verse that I read this morning, as he talked, the disciples couldn't forgive sins. But he commissioned them to declare the good news. I think some of us need to be reminded this morning that you are forgiven. So as you greet one another in just a moment, maybe you need to say, I'm forgiven. But you might need to encourage someone else and say, you are forgiven. Remind each other of that beautiful truth this morning. Now let's pray as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in his peace. Kids, you can head outside. God bless you.